Welcome to the Fempowered Podcast. I'm Julieta Durante, menstrual cycle nutritionist and hormone whisperer. And I'm Nat Martin, menstrual cycle coach with a passion for all things premenstrual and periods. This is a podcast to help you navigate the world using the menstrual cycle as your compass and guide. We'll be chatting to industry leaders and women who inspire us on everything from money to sexuality, business to hormone health. Honestly, the list is endless because the menstrual cycle shows up literally everywhere. But let's be honest, we live in a world that wasn't built for and doesn't value the menstrual cycle. We are here to change that. We're here to help you learn new things about your cycle and inspire you to bring them into your life so that you can show up in a way that honors your natural rhythms and enhances your inner power. It's time to stop feeling guilty about being inconsistent and struggling with your cycle. So if you're ready to unpack its gifts, let's dive in. So hello and welcome to another episode of Fem Powered. I'm Nat and I'm with my gorgeous co-host Julieta. Hello. And we're really excited because we're going to talk about a biggie. Um, I get asked about it quite a lot. I'm pretty sure you do as well, probably Julieta. We're talking about tracking, mm. tracking, 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 that foundational practice. But before we do that, cycle check-in. Mm-hmm. Where are you at today? So I am day four. Yeah, feeling good, feeling grounded. We have recorded another episode today. So in case people are wondering why we're always on the same day or it's sounding like exactly the same day, it's because it is. Um, But, you know, we want to stay true to the cycle check-in before every episode. So, yeah, day four, feeling grounded, feeling good. It's been a nice bleed. I've had space to bleed. Yeah, and it's a Sunday, so it's just such a lovely you know, all coming to it together, like Sunday on the cusp of beginning a new week, slowly coming out of that deep period kind of mood. So yeah, it's it's feeling all nicely aligned, which I think is a nice thing when we're talking about tracking. Um, so yeah, how about you? I'm on day 10, still on day 10 from when we recorded that last episode. <laughs> um, but, I, but I love that. I really love that because actually how we feel like you know we we recorded the other episode obviously first and I find that sometimes like we have a layer of feelings and then we can kind of dig a little bit deeper um and actually you know to check in a couple times during the day or multiple times during the day is not a bad thing to do so I'm on day 10 I'm feeling connected Mm. I'm feeling chatty Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling momentum Mm -hmm. that's how I'm feeling today I'm kind of feeling like I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to learn this and I want to do this and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. that kind of like yeah springy mm-hmm. energy so <laughs> I love that yeah. yeah and I also love that reflection on you know we don't have to check in just once right like we can check in multiple times a day I have a practice at the moment that is working for me which is like I try to do 20 minutes of meditation but not guided nothing just literally mm-hmm. I wake up I stay in bed And the first thing I do is take 10 deep breaths and then I acknowledge the day, my cycle day. And I allow that to just like settle into my body. And I just spend a few minutes just, you know, feeling into that energy, how that's feeling for me. And then at the end of the day, it's like a two minute meditation. I, by that point, whatever, but there's like a 
So how was that day four? How am I feeling now? And I, I'm just really enjoying topping and tailing my day with that, you know, and it, it shifts throughout the day because our energies shift throughout the day. So a day 10 morning is not going to feel the same as a day 10 evening or an afternoon, you know, there could be shifts there as well. So yeah, yes to, to multiple check-ins daily. Yeah, and it's, you know, just this reminder that we are not static beings, we do change. And, you know, even, you know, sitting with a client and asking them, you know, how do you feel emotionally? They might mm-hmm. say, I don't know, um, I feel numb. And then asking them to dig a bit deeper. Okay, but what, like, what's underneath that? Mm-hmm. Underneath that numbness might be an anxiety or fear mm-hmm. or, you know, like these are things where we can learn to, kind of tap in a bit deeper and understand that like the first thing that comes to our mind is not necessarily the way that we really feel and it's we're allowed to change our minds we're allowed to change how we feel um can make tracking more complicated when you're someone who's going through many things in a day as we're going to talk about I'm imagining like a dead people or something (laughs) for one day like today I feel great and I just felt great all day and that was amazing. But we live in a world with people and jobs and outside influences and, and it can get very um, interesting to mm. keep track of all of that. Mm. So one of the questions I get asked all the time is how should I track my cycle? What's the right way to track my cycle? And I know what my answer to that is, is always track the cycle in the way that makes sense to you (laughs) and the way that you're going to do it. Um, What do you say to people who ask you? Because I'm pretty sure you probably hear that all the time as well. Yeah, I even put together, actually, I've just remembered a little free guide on how to start tracking your cycle. And I, I was quite pleased when I did this. It was called the 5P, my five pentacle system or something. I don't even know. Ooh. But it was very much a kind of like, um, I can't remember all the P's, but it's like, just pinpoint what you want to track, how you're going to do it, you know, and it's the, the ultimate message is find something that works for you. I think there's structure as in some people come to cycle tracking because they want to maybe look at a symptom right like it sometimes they come into it like that or an energy level or something so maybe people begin with with that something a bit more physical and then they work towards something else but yeah my message is also like really find what works for you and it might work for you for a bit and then it might not so then move on to something else like I find a lot of people start with apps you know, like that's the easiest place to start. But then after a while, the app can feel a bit like mechanical or it feels a little bit impersonal and you want to develop into something else. So, you know, I think fluidity and just playing around with things and then you might be tracking different things as you go along. It all changes. So, yeah, it's very much like just I I, I like to provide all the options. So, you know, like I'll be like, well, you can do it like this, this, this and this. Play around with it. And then make it your own, because I feel once you make it your own, and I'm I'm sure we will talk about how we track as well, you know, once you make it your own, Uh it doesn't become another thing to do. It doesn't become more data to track. It just becomes your system. And that's when I feel you're forging this deeper connection with your body and your cycle and Uh and, and everything. So, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Make it your own, have fun with it and just play really mm-hmm. yeah 100 it's the same same on mine and i also um had a uh, have still a free tracker 
um, for people because it is when you're brand new to this, like the idea of tracking your cycle. I mean, most people will, will track their periods as in, um, you know, they'll, they'll want to know when their next period is coming so they can like plan holidays or dates or whatever. Um, yeah. But like the, the intricacies then of actually tracking, of actually practicing I think it's about practicing menstrual cycle awareness as in what is my lived experience of my cycle mm-hmm. today and how do I make note of that can feel like a, well how do I where do I begin like you know what do I track what's the best way to do it because there are just tons of ways there's the moon dial system there's apps there's grid systems if you're someone who's into excel sheets there's like spreadsheets like really there's no end right because we're all individual and we all have our own ways of doing it yeah um but like you I think choose what works for you choose what's gonna make it easiest for you to do it and be flexible because I've swapped and changed as well um and right now I have like a hybrid of different things (laughs) I have like two apps that I use plus journaling plus my own little like kind of grid tracker thing Mm -hmm. um and that's how I do it which would, you know, maybe not be how someone else would do it. But yeah, yeah. so there is this kind of thing of like actually making it your own, Mm. which is not, which for some people will feel very freeing and for other people may feel very intimidating. Mm. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, um, you can't do it wrong. (laughs) So you can take that like weight off your shoulders right now. You can't, there's no wrong way to track your cycle. No, 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 no absolutely not and uh, actually I'm curious to know how did you start what was your gateway into uh, (laughs) into tracking what did you do do you know my gateway started way before I started actually practicing menstrual cycle awareness Mm -hmm. it started with tracking my fertility cycle Uh so basal body temperature cervical mucus that kind of thing and I was using like a, um, a paper tracker every day to draw my my temperature chart and cervical mm-hmm. mucus and when I learned started learning about menstrual cycle awareness the first book I ever read in it was Red Moon by Miranda Gray and she yeah. talks about this moon dial and I just couldn't get with it I just it I just couldn't get with it I hated this thing of like dividing this circle these this circle into 28 pieces and it just I felt like I didn't have enough space and so I think then when I actually started tracking my cycle again from a menstrual cycle, uh, menstrual cycle awareness perspective, I just created my own. I was like, okay, this grit, this like circle thing doesn't work for me. It looks really pretty. And I'm drawn to it every now and again to to keep trying because it looks like this beautiful, (laughs) much more intuitive fluid way than like a grid system. But in the end, I just... (laughs) got a friend to make me a grid system and and, um and I I've been using that ever since really and then apps on top of that so yeah Mm. I got started with the the fertility basal body temperature cervical Mm. mucus that kind of thing what about you yeah I started with the moon the dial as well so I came to it through Lisa Lister and Mm. um she had a free one on her website and I downloaded it and like you love the look of it but it used to really irritate me how I had to fit everything into like a little cheesecake slice mm-hmm. every day you know and like I didn't feel there was enough room for expression and I got really confused with joining it up with the moon and it, but I was just like I don't know what's going on and, you know? and then I wouldn't 
I wouldn't always have it with me because it was a piece of paper. So then I'd come back, say I'd go away for the weekend, I'd come back and I couldn't remember. And it was just like, it just wasn't like the right system for me. Um, mm. But I did, I love the fact that it was a dial and it was very cyclical and all uh -huh. of that. But yeah, I was like, after a while, I think I did four or five cycles like that. And it was like only like three days filled in. <laughs> and, <a Yeah>. month. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, well, this isn't working. Yeah. But then I moved on to apps, a few apps and a little bit of journaling as well. Um, mm. And I, I played around with some of the apps for a while and, you know, dipped in and out of them. And that's where my journey, like you, then went into forming the, the sort of like crazy hybrid system of today, which is just insane. <laughs> but I love it because no matter where I am, I've got access to something. And, yeah. you know, there's different app or, or different types of tracking give me access to different information, you know, yeah. so that really helps me it's not all in one place and that to me feels good I don't you know it would feel too much if it was all in just in one place so, uh -huh. yeah. well it's because there's so many ways that you can do it right so I think for people who are looking for like advice like when it comes to tracking your cycle maybe the most important thing to start from is actually what is it that you want to track yeah you know um from my point of view, I, I don't take hormonal contraception. So I track my, my ovulation, I track my temperature and I track my cervical mucus. It's important for me that I have a place where I can do that. Whereas for someone else who's maybe, maybe really only wanting to focus for the, at least at the beginning, um, on their PMS, yeah. you know, maybe a circular dial is enough for them because they can, you know, put in what they need in the particular section that they need to. Mm -hmm. I think like if you're someone who's, you want to track the data and, you know, yeah. analyze things, then perhaps an app is going to be a great way for you to do it mm -hmm. or an Excel spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're wanting to track creativity, maybe, mm -hmm. um, then, you know, a paper, something paper-based might be better. Mm -hmm. Bit of trial and error, isn't it? Yes. It really is. And I think that is a great question to ask. And I think that is the first question on my guide, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which we will we'll put links to these in the in the show notes if people are interested. And the first question is, what do you want to track? Um, mm -hmm. And you're so right. A lot of people come into this wanting to get a bit more familiar with the PMS in the autumn yeah. phase, you know, and they kind of are like, OK, so when does my PMS appear, you know, because that's something that they're really struggling with and mm. identifying where it's coming in and all of that can be a really useful. I know for me, that was one of the things it was mm. like, for me, it was also tiredness. There was always seemed to be a few days in the cycle where I was exhausted. And actually it was day 10. It wasn't day 20 something. It was day 10. And that was a bit of my, that was really where tracking helped me a lot because after a few cycles, I was like, oh, okay. So it could be symptoms. Like you say, it could be lots of other things. It could be how you feel towards your partner. It could yeah. just be uh, how you feel at work, maybe how you feel with, with certain work colleagues. It can be all sorts of things. So really, what do you want to track? And that will take you to a place. I think, you know, if it's more symptom based, there's loads of apps, which will give you, you don't even have to put the symptom in, right. You just click on it. Yeah. Like a lot of them it's like <laughs> headache, backache, period pain. Yeah. You're like, yay. <laughs> so simple. Um, so simple. Well, at least they make them simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's, it's interesting for me as a coach because my instinct is always, 
you know if you have data you have something to work from so mm-hmm. my instinct is always to say you know tracking is like the foundational practice of menstrual cycle awareness because although we can have the awareness day to day our lived experience can be so different and our hormones can make us feel so different and being in mm. you know just the two days transition from spring to summer or summer to autumn can feel worlds apart and so it can be really difficult for us to actually be able to look back at the whole cycle and say with accuracy this was how I felt on day nine this was how I felt on day 20 because days meld into each other and you know things that really like get our goats (laughs) on day 15 might not even exist to us on day 22 yeah so it's in for me it's always quite um as a coach I want to I want to have that data I want people to have that data for themselves but I also want to have that data so that I can look and see and you know notice where there's lots of things happening notice where there's not really anything happening Mm. but it's an interesting practice as someone who's practicing menstrual cycle awareness Mm. to want to consistently track because the motivation for tracking, at least in my, in my experience, changes depending on where I'm at in the cycle. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah, it's interesting when you're kind of on both sides of that fence, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, here I am as the coach and I would love to have this information so that I can help you understand your cycle better. But I also know <laughs> as yeah. someone who's practicing this, that tracking sometimes can just feel like a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not the easiest thing to to balance those, you know, so full transparency. I track my cycle, but for example, I'm on day 10 and I'll just flip back to my cycle tracker now. I didn't put anything in for days two, three and four. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Like, and that will happen. There'll be days in the cycle. There'll be whole cycles even where I'm like, I just do not want to track right now. And that's okay. That's okay. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Because again, you know, again, we can go down the route of, oh, I'm not doing this right. Am I tracking properly? It becomes yet something else to do, to Mm -hmm. worry about, etc. And I think sometimes when we're not tracking at all, it's also significant like sometimes you're just having a great time and you really don't even want to sit down and journal because you're out there living your best life right and other times your energy is too low and it doesn't matter that data you know when I first started I was very into this idea of reviewing the data every month which I Uh still kind of do but very loosely I just look over and I'm like well that was clearly a shit month or that was quite good (laughs) you know I used to get very obsessed because with my kind of like science background I'd be like oh I can get really granular but you know it doesn't matter if there's holes in it. I think that's the beauty of it. It's okay if you've got like a week when you're not around for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I think the most important thing is that you are inconsistently consistent with it and you come back to it when you're ready. You know, like I'm like you, like I haven't really tra- done a lot of tracking, like deep stuff for quite a while now. I sometimes just will put a word at the top of my journal, like, you know, anything that comes up. Sometimes the word is like pissed off or whatever, and that's it. I put it in the top right hand corner. That's like the, the tracking word. And then that's okay. it. And then that's that's enough. Right. And sometimes it's not even that. And I think, 
it is really important because when you're new to this, I think we attack it with a lot of like, oh, yes, this is it. This is the thing that's going to really. And it is amazing. But I think it's it's approaching it with a bit more flexibility and fun and being OK when you just can't be asked to do it because some days you just don't want to, you know, and, and that's OK. So I think that's a really, really good point to make, you know, and it's important for, for, for coaches as well. Like I love that you're reflecting back, you know, I'm a coach and I love the data, but equally as somebody who's tracking, sometimes I can't be bothered. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, I would say that I do think there are times when it is, depending on your circumstances, I do think it can be important to try Mm. and be consistent. So, Mm. I mean, obviously if we're talking about fertility awareness, (laughs) Probably yeah. quite important that you're being consistent unless you're just like we don't really mind like you know getting yeah. pregnant that's that's mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. um but things like pmdd for example like you know if you think that you might be struggling with pmdd then actually having consistent tracking can actually be something that and or even um conditions like endometriosis um, yeah. because yeah. like these are fibroids these are all things that can help your doctor as well yeah. because there is this second piece to tracking there's the menstrual cycle awareness piece which is great and you know um can tell us a lot about ourselves but mm-hmm. if you're struggling like really struggling with symptoms if you go to the doctor and say i i you know i'm having this issue with my cycle there's not I'm kind of a bit, you know, how are they really going to help you if you're not able to have that data yourself? Like we know that people get turned away from doctors and told this is normal, or it's nothing to worry about, or go on the pill, all these kinds of things. And I think when you can go to your doctor and say, look, like I've been tracking my cycle for the last two yeah. or three months or whatever. And yeah there is a direct correlation between my mental health and my cycle, or I'm experiencing migraines around a certain time or whatever that that symptom might be. And so as much as I think on one hand, it's okay to kind of be a bit lackadaisical and, and flowy for want of a better word with Mm -hmm. it. um, I do think that there are also like when you're really working with people or if you're someone who's really struggling with an aspect of their cycle or aspects of their cycle that actually this can be the difference between getting a diagnosis for something relatively soon or having to wait 10 years or it being missed or whatever 100 percent. and you know I think it circles back to our first question is what do you want what why are you doing the tracking you know and if you are trying to get dig deeper into your hormone health you suspect Mm. you have an imbalance So when anyone approaches me who wants to work with me, if they've been tracking their cycle, I already have so much more information. You know, I'll be like, okay, um, when is this happening? You know, like maybe they're having a challenge around ovulation. Well, that tells me it's a very different issue to having a challenge like in the autumn, late luteal, you know, or if they're having painful periods, it immediately signposts me to to the kind of support that they need. Mm. Um, And of course we can go and do testing and things like that. And you mentioned about doctors, you know, I mean, that would probably be a whole other podcast episode, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I feel at least with a lot of my clients here in the UK, you've got to go armed in. Yeah. With so so much information right you've got to be and I this is something I support my clients in a lot I'm like right you know I'm not physically going with you but I'm there with you in spirit and we can do this we're going to get the tests you need and all of this and the more information you have and the more you know about the cycle the the more you can say well I don't want to take the pill can we please actually find out why I spot 
for 10 days before my bleed, you know, and then you've got this data. So it's not just the, I think I spot sometimes before my period, yes. it's like, look, I've got six months worth or I've got a year's worth or three months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned PMDD. That's a big one. Like mm-hmm. doctors will normally turn you away the first time you turn up with suspected PMDD and they'll be like, you need to go and get more data. We need to see right. what's happening. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you can turn up already and you're just like, look, yeah. I have data for the last six months and you know, every time three or four days before my bleed, these things happen. Mm. The doctor's going to sit up and listen to you a little bit more and they're going to take it a bit more seriously. And, you know, they're going to start investigating there rather than giving you another yeah. three to six months before you can like move on to the next stage of your diagnosis. Um, so, yeah, it circles back to what, why are you tracking? What do you want to get out of your tracking? That's really the, really, I think the biggest deciding factor in how you're going to then approach your journey right yeah you're 100 right it's, it's so much more empowering when you can really honestly say like this is real this is something that's happening i'm taking not taking yeah you're kind of taking control you're kind of like standing up for yourself and it's not that doctors are bad but i mean you know you rush in there you're rushed through your appointment you rush out they see a lot of people in one go in one day and you know the reality is that like most GPs and even gynecologists um, are not all experts in in the hormonal menstrual cycle and they're definitely not experts in yours because it's your cycle and as we know by now like how we experience our cycles is different to how everyone else does although it's kind of the same like the nuances are different so Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like we also can't really expect to just go into a doctor's surgery or a gynecologist clinic or whatever Mm. and you know say I have this issue and that they'll be able to say straight away well this is what you need it's like Mm. there is some investigation that will be needed and the earlier we can start tracking our cycles the better Mm. and also just things like you know like you said with the energy levels you know you might be someone who has a slump in your energy at ovulation and you don't realize it that's certainly how it was for me like you know my ovulations were really oh they were quite hard work I was exhausted a lot and I didn't know that even though I was living that experience mm-hmm. month in month out mm-hmm. there was only it was only when I could see it on paper that like mm-hmm. there's a consistent dip in my energy around then then it's like okay this mm-hmm. is showing there's something actually happening here, um, you know, and then you can choose how you deal with that if it's more, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever. Um, so I do think tracking is, you know, as as much as we can, as on one, it's it's this kind of, um, I don't know what the word is, uh, there's two opposite ends of the spectrum, right? There is the, the end of the spectrum where we don't want to be too fixed with it and we want to be kind of flexible and, and, mm. and, not have it become something else that like you have to do on top of everything else but on the other end of the spectrum taking it seriously enough yeah that we actually that we actually show up to the practice of of being menstrual cycle aware and Mm. somehow tracking that it's an interesting like Mm. um, it's almost like a (laughs) yeah I know what you mean and it's almost like a bit of a like bringing together masculine and feminine energies yes oh so, like exactly it. yeah the container 
the, the tracking method would be the masculine having that structure but then the feminine is the ability to flow through that in some yeah. way or other um yeah yeah absolutely I agree um yeah and the, to be honest with you I find the more you move into your tracking journey the more consistent you will be in the long term anyway because you know, you've got like myself, for example, I've got, I don't know how many tracking systems going. So one of them just involves, I've got this lovely, like a friend got me like a moon chart with mm -hmm. all the moons and stuff. And one of that just involves me filling in little red blobs when I've got my period. And sometimes when I'm bleeding, I forget to put the data into my app. I just completely mm -hmm. not on my phone a lot, but I've got this lovely chart and I can look at it, you know, and sometimes I'll circle when the moon or whatever, that particular one is a crazy one. And that's, that's a lovely, like really easy practice right and then it's like oh okay and then I can go back and reflect on that in my journal maybe a week later if I haven't had the time so it weaves itself into this fairly consistent like long-term practice eventually so yeah 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 so anyway I'm curious to know tell me about your system I want to know yeah. where you but, are what your hybrid version looks like yeah so my hybrid version at the moment is using apps for fertility tracking um mm. because I just can't be really bothered to do the paper version anymore and I like to have the, the evidence like all by now they're they're apps that really collate things so you can really mm. see trends over time are so we allowed to mention which ones they are uh, I use well well I don't mind I'll do it anyway I use Kindara which yeah. I love because it's just very simple and the the temperature um graph is very clear it's very easy to use and I use flow because there's just something about it I like mm. it doesn't it, it has a lot of you can get a lot of data out of it um yeah. but I they're the two that I love mm. um and then I have my grid tracker um and so what I was going to ask which we can you can um answer when you get to this mm. is what we're tracking because that's mm. what I always find that really interesting mm. so for me I mean I track a few things I won't say all of them I'll be here all day but I track um, my mood, I track my energy levels, I track how playful I feel, how creative. Um, I've started tracking whether I'm doing any aligned work or not on that day. So for me, aligned work means menstrual cycle work, coaching, writing, that kind of thing. Um, and how sexual and how sensual I feel. Those are mm -hmm. things that I track as well. And I use a rating system for those so I do like a one to ten because for me it means that I can see the nuance you know today might be a day two on the playful scale but tomorrow might be a day ten and there might be days where I don't notice that energy at all so for me I like to be able to that's why I have a grid system and I number it in that way because I like to be able to see the nuances yeah. not just the like yes no yeah so that's what I track um, mm -hmm. and how track mm. what about you yeah, yeah so <laughs> I really resonate with what you say about the nuances and I, I think that's why I have such a strange hybrid system because otherwise I find myself very restricted and it's very much like <laughs> I, I you know sometimes it would just be like okay good you know like these words and I'll just be like what the hell like you get to the end of the month and you're just like tired good tired good you know and it would be like well this is useful so I yeah I love your 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 I've never thought about like doing that rating system but that would be really useful um so I use a couple of apps as well I use flow I use the my flow as well by mm -hmm. Alisa Viti which was where how I got into it 
I'm currently playing with another one that, that like links up with the moon, but I'm finding that a little bit confusing, but I quite like the little things they put in there every day. So that connects me to the moon. So I've got those three on the go. Um, I'm not currently doing temperature stuff. I've gotten a bit lazy recently, so I haven't been doing that. And I, I would like to go back to it, especially because I feel like my cycle lengths are changing quite drastically now. It's really time to, especially if, if there is like perimenopause increasing the symptoms, I really need to go back to that. So it's something I want to be doing a bit more. So that's kind of the, the apps. Then I have got my little moon chart, like I said, that's on there as well. So I like to look at that and, and do my coloring in. That's quite fun. Then I've got my journal um, and that's really that's really where I go to town. Um, and I don't have a specific way. I will like, I, well, I've got the right hand corner, which is that's the word. If nothing else, that there's just a word that goes there. And quite a while ago, I developed a list because I was always writing the same words on there as well. Mm -hmm. So I've got like a list. Um, I think I have it somewhere for download or I can, I can sort it out. And it was a list of lots of emotions and feelings and stuff. So sometimes I sit there and I look at that list and I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, because otherwise you end up just with the same tired, good, ah. off, you know, <laughs> like, and it's mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. So um, that's, I, I try and put that word in. So my diary entry will always be the date and then what day I'm on. And then quite often I just go straight into it and I weave things in. But then what I'll do is sometimes I will highlight the areas where I'm just like, okay, this is most definitely like a menstrual cycle awareness piece, you know, and I'll, I'll just like make sure I can read because like, like I like to, I like to recap at the end of the month, very, very lightly. Now it's not that obsessive recapping. But yeah, I like to go back. So if I've highlighted the stuff, I look at that and I'll be like, okay, yeah, no, no, no. I can see where this was sort of coming up for me. And then sometimes, very scatty, I just have like this little table and I'll put in more like actual physical symptoms in there when they're really like affecting me. So if it was a bad ovulation or if I had a very bad migraine, I'll put them in there. And that's just physical stuff because then I can go as a, when I'm doing more like the nutrition stuff or trying to like hack with a supplement or something, I can get that data quickly. So there you go. It's all a bit like here, there, everywhere, but it helps to just like, I know where I want to go for a quick, like, you know, it's like, oh, was that bleed bad because it was the moon? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was that bleed because of the, you know, and I can kind of have a look around. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's um, it, it, some, it, it, on the outside, it might sound like chaos, but like, you really know, like, okay, symptoms is on this, um, you know, no. the moon stuff is on this. And I think that's just like the beauty of finding your own way of doing it because then mm -hmm. you can easily refer to what it is that you need to refer to yeah and I hope that like that's been really inspiring for people because I mean you can track all kinds of things I know someone who tracks um when <laughs> what's happening with not just what's happening with the moon as in like is it full is it yeah. new or whatever but also what sign the moon is in and how that affects her. So if the moon is in Pisces, it's like a full moon in Pisces when she's bleeding, mm -hmm. as opposed to a crescent moon and or a waxing moon in, I don't know, Aquarius. Like you can get, you can, there's so many things. I know. I have that in my, the, my moon chart has that. Okay. And that's really interesting. I mean, I'm really just beginning. That's the next yeah. bit I'm going to move into. Um, but it's quite fun sometimes mm. to go like, oh, is that because that was in Pisces? I don't have enough data yet. Like, but that's a really nice one. And um, 
I was actually talking to an astrologer friend of mine yesterday and she was like my bleeds come early I'm like oh join the club you know we're having a chat and then she messaged me later on in the day and she's like she's like do you know what because she normally bleeds with the full and new moons like she's quite in sync and she was like I was really upset that I'm out I'm out of sync with the moon then I checked my chart and I noticed that I've started bleeding the last three months on my lunar return and I'm like I don't even know that is (laughs) that sounds amazing And she was like, well, your lunar return is actually the beginning of certain things in your chart. And for you, it is the the marker of a beginning. So she's like, oh, I'm I'm moving away from like the more generic new Uh and and she's Uh now apparently moving to her lunar returns. And I'm like, that's amazing. So we need to get her on the show. I know, well, on the show so she can tell us about this I know I was like so what's my lunar return I want to see you know I so want to know what my lunar return her. is she's now that. like off looking at some charts and I'm just Ooh, like... that's fun <laughs> amazing yeah there's just there's you there's so much fun you can make it as fun as you want I think that's like to just kind of close this this conversation I feel like it you know it should be fun it should not be something that's like oh god I have to now track my cycle you know like it should be something that is doable and fun as a way for you to get to know like your body and your cycle and and your lived experience of it so yeah, yeah and you know that. one thing that I just wanted to close with is it's also fun share we talked about this in the other podcast sharing it like I have found that you know sharing my cycle check-ins with my audience or with you you know and with other friends or even like with my husband it really does make it so much more fun you know like to have that you know like and and and, you know even if no one's listening still tell people you know because people will start taking it on board and people Uh will and and that's how we actually grow the, the the collective menstrual cycle awareness right it's not just us and you know even if it's just it maybe sharing it with your best friend or or whatever you know for mm-hmm. at the beginning that's I find that really useful you know sometimes I will pop on I quite often do this and you do too you know we'll go on our Instagram stories and we'll be like oh day 20 whatever feeling yeah. with this I love doing that because mm-hmm. I get loads of lovely messages of support and then other people reach out because they're like oh thank you I feel exactly the same today and I'm like yes you know and it just spreads that kind of awareness I feel and it, it's not, it shouldn't be something that we we do alone we can like really very much do it like collectively 100 oh, gosh mm. I love our conversations yes I do <laughs> hopefully you everyone who's listening hopefully you do as well and um yeah have fun tracking and just you know like find your own way and um I think we we both have guides for tracking so that's something that we can pop in the show notes um so that you can kind of you know see our systems and um maybe play around with them so we'll add those into the show notes for you and um yeah happy tracking absolutely happy tracking and as always please let us know any questions or share your systems with us you know like we're always happy to learn and 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 just yeah like we just said sharing is also like inspiring for everyone and and raising just yeah just raising the awareness on menstrual cycle awareness so yeah all right my loves it's been lovely being with you Um, and we'll see you on the next episode absolutely Bye. bye 
We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please help us spread the menstrual cycle love by rating and leaving us a review and sharing this with anyone who you think needs to hear it.